Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Brendan Burns Show. Today, joining me is Rachel Straver. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great. So just to give everyone a context, I've been following Rachel and stalking her on Instagram for probably a year now with the coolest self-help and personal development, happiness, and I should say it's probably self-love would be the biggest yeah, the thing, biggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. which is so powerful for me. So why don't we just start from the top and tell us all about your Instagram and your journey and, and how you got to be where you are. All right. So my name is Rachel Strieber, like you mentioned, and um, my Instagram is forever loving thyself. I um, started that a lot after everything else. I initially started my blog and then I went into Pinterest and Facebook and then I kind of got onto the Instagram game and uh, you kind of helped me there. So (laughs) I'm moving up slowly, (laughs) but um, yeah, so um, my journey, uh, I actually, I live in Orlando, Florida. I've always lived here and um, I, um, my whole journey with like self-love was like started off with like a really young age. I should say, I should say self-hatred started off at a really young age. And, um, like in high school, I developed a really bad eating disorder where I, uh, was down to like 90 pounds and, um, I didn't want help, but luckily like my parent, my mom specifically saved me and I went through that whole process for about a year. And usually when people go through this process, like it's like once your physical body's done, usually your mental body's like right there. And then you're like, okay, so I got it. Like I'm able to move on. So I decided to move on, but like mentally I really wasn't like fixed. I never really focused on that self-love aspect. I kind of worked on like, how can I get out of these, seeing these doctors every week? Hmm. So then I tried out, um, which you probably don't know about me, but I tried out to be an Orlando magic dancer for um, the basketball team. And I made it at 17 and um, which I was the youngest dancer to ever make it. And your body is really fixated um, on that team. And I was on the team for four years. Mm. And um, that's one of the biggest things is they weigh you. And um, Mm. you know, it's really, I mean, it's really about your body and, and, and your looks more so than anything else. And so that really got to me since I never fixed that mental um, part of it. And um, two times during that year, especially the end of my year, uh, my body really shut down and um, I actually was bedridden for two months and no doctors could tell me what was going on. And uh, it was really frustrating for me, but deep down inside, I knew that there, what the real reason was, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with anything physical. It had something to do with my spiritual and mental aspects. So um, through that, I, the doctors basically told me that, you know, you'd be lucky if you came out and you were able to live a normal life. And now I blog, I own my own Etsy shop. I'm a full-time student and I'll be graduating um, in like 20 days uh, with my bachelor's. So, I mean, I do a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so I do a lot and I, and like doctors still can't believe it to this day. Um, but through this journey that I have created and I've learned, and I actually learned way more about who I was and about self-love through anything school could have ever taught me. So, um, through that, I wanted to share that. And now that's kind of where I am, where I, I help others do the same. Wow. That is such a powerful story. And I just want to congratulate you on what you've been able to do and, and not only for yourself, but to now share it with the world. And every time I go on Instagram, if I'm feeling down, I see one of your Buddha pictures or quotes. And really, <laughs> just, it's, it's really amazing the impact that you have on other people. Thank you. That's definitely, that's definitely been my goal is to just really, and as you know, cause you had taken my self-love challenge that mm-hmm. that's kind of where I wanted people to start their journey. It's very hard. It's a very hard challenge. Like, especially if you're on very low, um, but I wanted it to be something that was simple, but um, something that could kind of get you started. You know, you always need that. Like, even if you're, you know, starting to work out, you don't want to start like doing some crazy uh, boot camp for an hour, you want to start your walk or something. Right. So that's kind of what the self-love challenge is, is it's kind of like a, it's like a, a, a walk-in to, 
to start to start yeah. that self-love journey. Yeah, no, that was amazing. And, and when we wrap up, we'll share all the links so people can get onto that challenge as well. Awesome. But, but just to ask you quickly, um, when I started my own process of recovering from my anxiety and depression and mm -hmm. everything, I realized that I had a lot of self-hatred inside of myself as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, how did you find that? What, what maybe caused it? Like, was it someone else bullying, just voices in your head? How did you diagnose that? How did you see it was there? And then how did you work through that and come to more of a self-loving internal self? Sure. So uh, when I said like when it all started, basically, like when I was young, I mean, I was carefree. I was a dancer. I mean, I was free of expression and loved who I was for the most part. Uh, you always have that comparison, even, you know, even when you're younger, but it doesn't, it didn't affect me. And then when I used to be in pageants as well. So I always had that like, yeah. like fixated, it looks what the looks are and the body image and stuff like that. So um, I tried out for uh, Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen. It's a pageant for the Miss America organization. And I had one that year, but that year um, really changed me because when I was prepping for it, um, the personal coach was, um, that was the first time someone ever told me that I wasn't skinny enough. So it was a man figure telling me that, you know, my body was not good enough. Mm. And I had never been told that before because I always truly believed that I kind of was. So I, 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 I had always motivated myself and that was like a big turnoff for me. So it's, it, it was literally all it takes is one person to say something and it really changes your life. And um, at the time I was having a really bad scenario with my dad and um, we were just not in a good so I had like like just two main like guy scenarios where I just like was really really it really affected who I was and I had a long distance relationship at that time and he left me because I was skinny you know and so like I just had nobody to like so it just kept going down and down and down from there that's kind of what sparked everything and with an eating disorder it has to do with um, self-love obviously that's like one of the biggest things and I lacked that. I really, um, I really had no desire to be alive. I didn't, I didn't even know what my purpose was. I had nothing, you know, I had nothing going for me. So um, through those years, I felt like I always kept myself busy. That was my thing. Like self-care was not in the picture. I always kept, kept myself busy, busy, busy. And and you know that that really depletes you and and over time actually all diseases begin with your spirit and also begin with self-love mm -hmm. so um through time that's kind of what happened yeah uh, yeah so that's kind of like what what initiated it all and then kind of my obviously my own mind too do you, um, do you think that you know one thing that we're talking a lot about is that sort of self-acceptance and self-love Mm -hmm. And I, I've read, you know, I've read a lot on shame and, and what shame triggers are. And you talk okay. about like, you know, going into a situation where you're sort of setting yourself up to be potentially not unconditionally accepted and loved. Do you, feel, right. do you feel that these types of scenarios like beauty pageants and dancing on pro sports teams and things like that are sort of just on the whole, not healthy situations? Or did you feel like there was something within you already and this just sort of put a microscope on it. And, and Definitely. I think that this was within me already. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of girls that were on the team didn't struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And um, same with pageants. I mean, it all has to do with your mindset and what you, you have to believe that you're good enough and you have to have that strong mindset where you love yourself to begin with before you start any of that. Right. And if you don't have that core belief, I mean, it, it's just going to eat you up from there. So yeah, it's definitely a mindset that you have to be strong in before you even start something like that. So yeah, my mind was not, not there. Okay. No, that was just but curious. Now it is, and I always wish I could start over again, but you know, life is what it is. No, you're doing amazing and so inspiring. When, so when I like, for the, for, there's probably someone listening to this right now who's saying, yeah, you know, I, I love myself, even though they probably don't or they're disconnected. Or, right. or if you're coming or if there's someone saying, wow, Rachel and Brendan, this is an amazing conversation because I know that there's like, a, this is a missing piece inside of me. and I want to love myself. What's step one? So for most people, the first step is 
releasing anything that is developed in your subconscious mind or releasing any of your past or um, any negative limiting beliefs. So that's like the biggest, most toughest (laughs) step. And it can take people years. It can take people, you know, five months. I mean, it can take a while, but that's like the biggest step is releasing all of those negative beliefs, maybe your past, um, letting go, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. So getting in touch with at first, what are these limiting beliefs that are inside of me? Mm-hmm. And then and then from there, reprogramming yourself to, to condition yourself in a way where those don't dictate what you think? Kind of. So after you're able to release those negative beliefs, it's, it's really reconstructing your mind from there. And obviously, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're doing like, the most broad steps you could ever say, and everyone right. is different. But right. um, yeah, so the second step would really just be because everyone is different. So like, I would say you end up finding who you are, maybe through journaling, maybe through um, yoga. I like yoga because it's a form of therapy um, and or crystals or whatever your way of finding yourself is. That's like after you release those, you um, remove energy blockages that are built up in your spirit. And then once you're able to release them, you're able to come within your body and realize that light within you. Because when you're able to love yourself unconditionally, then you're able to love others. Because you may feel like you're loving others, but you're not because you're not able to love yourself first. So. Right, right. I've noticed that in my past where I'm, I'm either like taking care of others or trying to pamper them to bring them in close to me so that they won't leave me. But it's not yeah. just like a true, free, unconditional love that I've been able to give out. Right, right. And it, yeah. it's because you're filling in that gap that you yeah. don't have. So yeah. in order to, you feel like you need to take care of others because you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. So it, wow. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> I learned yeah. a lot about this kind of stuff. And it's like, I thought I love these people, but now I really love these people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. So you talk about all these different things you can do, yoga, self-care. Do you have like a, either a go-to morning routine or, or like five th- or ten things you do every day that you would either recommend to other people or that just you found to be the things that you do every day in a self-care, self-love practice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, funny thing is I am not a morning person, so <laughs> I am not the person that wakes up and does meditation in the morning or yoga or whatever it is. Um, but I do love those things and I actually practice them at night instead because it helps me go to bed. Okay. So um, as far as waking up in the morning, I definitely always say my, my affirmations, which are just positive beliefs about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, or just positive statements in general. And I say it in the mirror because mm-hmm. when you say it in the mirror, you're able to reflect that and you can actually change the neurotransmitters in your body to believe that you're good enough or you're, you, whatever I'm trying to work on, I'll always like, I say it in the mirror and I wake up and I do that. And then, um, as I mentioned, I do love crystals. I found them very healing. So, um, I always put like, I'm wearing some now, and then I I have some on my neck. (laughs) So (laughs) I I always, and I'm, I always like make sure I put those on whatever I'm working on. I um, wear those. Um, I always say, so then my night routine is like the biggest one. Um, I always say my gratitude, I pick at least five things that I'm grateful for and that um, enables to change the vibrations in my body. So if I'm having a bad day, I can change it so that I am not going to bed on a bad note. So it ends up changing and you can actually create miracles to happen in your life by changing that vibration in your body. Um, and then I do yoga. Sometimes I'll do it in the middle of the day. Um, I love practicing Kundalini yoga. If you have never done it, I highly suggest it. It's um, very healing and very, it's different. So you have to like really be open to it. It's a lot of chanting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that, like I do that usually on Mondays, but then the rest of the week I'll do like yoga, maybe 30 minutes to an hour of just really going within. And um, I do uh, a pranayama practice, which is breathing techniques. And um, they help me kind of like calm down and release that stress and stuff like that. And um, I am also what I 
forgot to mention. So I do a lot of things at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a real night routine. It's literally like night. <laughs> <laughs> Your night routine. Um, but so um, I love doing, and I make sure I do all of these. I'm not like making this stuff up. I do this really. <laughs> Um, I'm going to come to Orlando and check on you and make sure you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure I'm doing, she's not making this stuff up. Yeah. Um, no, but I am uh, registered uh, in Reiki one and two, which mm. Reiki is healing um, through the energy of the, our life force. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it to myself and um, I just kind of fill myself up at night. So, because when we sleep, we do actually more work than when we're watching TV. So our body is repairing itself. It's um, maybe releasing things that it needs to release. Like, you know, like if you're having a bad day, you're like, oh, I need to go to bed because I'm going to feel better in the morning. So it's like releasing all those things that that you've done. So it's working a lot. So I like to fill myself up so that I can do all that work. Because if not, usually you'll feel depleted in the morning. Right. Uh, So I would say that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Only those 10 things? Okay, yeah. so so affirmations, I have done them. I find them to be very powerful. Walk us through, I'm curious what you say, if you're open to sharing it. And, sure. and also, like, the process, because I know it's so much more than the words, right? It's like, you know, the, the eye contact, the mirror, the, what's right. that whole experience like? Right. Um, so it kind of um goes with the law of attraction i don't know if you've ever heard of that i'm sure you have so um it's kind of like when when you go so when you go in the mirror you um look at yourself and you have to really envision yourself as like this bright white light um kind of like because your spirit is is this bright light so you envision you close your eyes you envision this beautiful bright light and you state to yourself, literally looking yourself in the eyes, because that, you know, when you have that eye contact with somebody, it's just like you have that better connection. So it's the same with yourself. Yeah. So when you say that to yourself, um, uh, what is, I say every single day I say that I'm good enough. Um, whether I, I believe it now, but I think it's important that I still say it. I think it's important that I always work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that I am beautiful because um, I want to keep that in my mind. And, um, and then um, anything that I'm working on, usually I'll say something like um, my body is um, beautiful. And then I will say that my life is always coming to um, better changes, better positive changes. So that way I can maybe something that's coming in my life, I can increase the positivity or something good to always happen. Mm-hmm. And a thing about positive affirmations is you cannot say it just like the law of attraction. You can't say the word don't or can't or always anything like that. It always, yeah, it always has to be, and it always has to be in the now. It can't, so that way your body knows that right now this is what's happening. You may not feel like it's happening, but that's the way that your body responds. Right. So you can't say, uh, tomorrow, I hope that <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> like you have to say, you know, right now I feel good. I'm happy. Um, I'm healthy, um, anything like that. It has to be in the now for it to work. Mm-hmm. And I repeat it several times. I would say I repeat it probably 10 to 20 times. Wow. And yeah, it, it should be more. Um, but I, I usually do it in a journal. So that way I do it more. And so it definitely, in order to work, it has to be repetitive is what I'm saying. It has to be many times. You can't say it once. You can't say it twice. You have to say it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, just in the past couple of days, <clears throat> I started this mirror work exercise where I come mm-hmm. into the mirror and I really get keyed into myself, like you said, with the eye contact and the presence. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny, like everyone always talks about my eyes. I think they're like this bright blue eyes. And I'm, everyone's like, oh, Brendan, you have such beautiful eyes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, whatever. But now yeah. I'm like doing this mirror work and I'm seeing not only my eyes, but really just like my whole self. And it's been this complete game changer. The way this exercise is, you say like three things that you're proud of yourself for doing today. You know, you made it to the gym. You're just doing this exercise right now. You you did great work on this project, whatever. Yeah. And you say three things you love about yourself. Brendan, I love you for, you know, pursuing your passion with your career. I love that you're an awesome dad to karma. That's my uh, dog, my chihuahua. And you, and you say you say one other thing, you know, I, 
Brandon, I love that you're, you're like this, this type of person, like qualities. And then you get really keyed in on yourself and you just take like a deep breath, put your hand on your heart and say, and I just want you to know that I love you. And Aww, you, and you awesome. hold that, you hold that eye contact. And I just started this like a few days ago and I'm like obsessed with it. And it's, yeah. it's so powerful. And because I just feel like in my life, I'm, I'm constantly running around doing things. And then subconsciously you're beating yourself up. Those voices are in your head. And this just like totally is a, is a game changer for me. So I, I, and I'm sure it's in part motivated by, I did your self-love challenge. I follow you. And now I'm like more open up to doing some kind of self-love exercise like this. So thank you for that inspiration. Oh, that's awesome. That, and I, honestly, when you said those words, like, I love you, I could tell that you really felt that. Like I, I can sense people's energy and you really, I can tell that you, you really do feel that. And that's, that's really awesome. That's one of the biggest things people tell me is like that part, like saying, I love you. They're like, this is so weird. I've never <laughs> done this before. Like, I didn't know I was supposed to do this. Yeah. So, yeah that's an awesome, I'm, I hope people follow that too. Cause that's awesome. Oh, for sure. I'm going to be sharing this a lot with my audience. Cause I feel like it's, it's very powerful. Uh, I want it. So then you also said you say you did affirmations and then you said something about gratitude. I'd be curious what your gratitude practice looks like. Um, so it's kind of, it's pretty simple. I just like close my eyes and I envision like specifically that day, not like a general, like I love my house. I'm, or I'm grateful for my dogs, you know, not like a really basic thing. I, I really focus in on what am I grateful for that is little, like little things that happen today that may not happen tomorrow. So um, I really close my eyes and I focus in on what happened thus far that day. And um, I just start saying I'm grateful for um, maybe my heart because it was calm during something I would have anxiety for or, you know, something that's like so little that people don't think of. Um, but it allows me to be more appreciative of like really little things and really live in the present moment. So mm. it's kind no, of a simple, simple way that somebody yeah. could do something. And if someone tells you that they don't have time for that, <laughs> they're lying. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have 10 minutes for this, you don't have control over your life. You yeah. Know, yeah most exactly. important. I like what you said though, about sort of being specific, because I could see someone falling into this routine of like, okay, I'm going to do my gratitude practice tonight. I'm grateful for water and for food and for my house and my dog. Good night. You know, versus right. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, versus like, I am so grateful that my friend visited me today and she told me this and we made a plan and I'm going to see her tonight. You know, it's like, like getting, yeah. I like what you said about getting specific with the gratitude. Yeah. Cause if not, you're, it's not coming from your heart, it's coming from your mind. Yeah. And so that's like the biggest thing is it needs to come from your heart in order for it to really make those miracles happen in your life and, and, mm -hmm. and make your body and your vibrations change. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I, I want to just go back and ask you a question because I was reading a statistic, like something like 50 plus percent of people or something have struggled with eating or body dysmorphia or mm -hmm. an eating disorder of some kind in their life. So right. there are millions and millions of people out there who either have gone through this or are probably currently going through this who could really benefit from some wisdom from you. And I'm sure that sort of everything we've been talking about today, if applied to your life, would sort of organically help with mm -hmm. self-perception and your eating. Right. Is there anything sort of specifically tailored or tangible for someone who has problems with food or food intake or, or an eating disorder or body image that you could share given your journey and what you've been able to do and overcome? Sure. So um, one of the biggest things is I've noticed is um, this society is so fixated on diet yeah. and um, diet is not the answer, nor is exercise. And yes, it's like the, you know, the whole 80, 20 thing. And I totally get that. I totally get that in order to have, be healthy, you do have to exercise and you do have to have a good diet, but that's not the answer. Mm -hmm. The answer comes from loving yourself first. And when you give, like I said earlier, like when you give yourself that unconditional love, why wouldn't you eat healthy? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you exercise? Mm -hmm. Because you love yourself. You want the best for yourself. And the only way 
to do that is by loving yourself. And that is a long process for a lot of people, but people always want that um, really fast answer, you know, like, how can I, how can I lose 10 pounds in 10 days or whatever crazy it is? You can do it by starting to love yourself and, and stay with that weight. So um, that goes for eating disorders as well. I mean, in order to you in order to stay healthy and stay the right weight and love yourself regardless of what shape or size you are or how you look you have to love yourself you have to find within who you are not who you want to be and right. and you have to accept so maybe you're doing like for a lot of people it has to do, come with social media mine came from like my past and stuff like that but a lot of people it does stem from social media and like seeing people that are perfect and, you know, showing their perfect lives. And, and the easiest way to like prevent that from happening is doing a social media cleanse where you just like, you delete all of your, um, your apps on your phone and you just completely omit that. And you do a lot of self care that time that you're focusing on that Instagram or that Facebook or whatever you're doing, focus on you, like take Mm -hmm. the time to, to really, do something for you, do some kind of self-care activity that makes you real who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, my chihuahua karma is, uh, <laughs> she loves what you're saying so much. That's why she's <laughs> So I love that you just said so, uh, the social media cleanse because for whatever reason, a couple of weeks ago, I just said, this is not good for me. Every time I pull up my phone and granted, I'm probably following the wrong people and, you know, yeah. but it's like, I, you know, another thing totally separate from what we're talking about today is like, I'm a big advocate for helping men and women um, not objectify and sexualize the opposite sex or same sex Mm -hmm. or homosexual and learning the difference between sex and intimacy. So I'm Mm -hmm. currently like guiding and I coach people uh, who abuse pornography or sexualize their partner and they don't have real connection. And I find that social media is the same thing of like objectifying women and like I'll log on to Instagram and even if it's not people I'm following, I go onto that explore page and you see all these like very sexualized provocative images. So for me, I was like, this is just not what I want to be looking at during the day. And so I I was like, goodbye Instagram. And my Facebook messenger was blowing up with a lot of random people who I'm not even really friends with. So I deleted Facebook messenger app and having those two things off of my phone. I mean, yeah, I have like a huge Instagram account. So I'll download the app once a week and, you know, check my messages. Cause like we connected on Instagram and it would yeah, be a good way to connect with people, but taking Instagram, taking Facebook off my phone has been a game changer. And like, I don't even awesome. want it back and I'll use it on desktop. Mm-hmm. I'll message people for business purposes, but it has been like taking this weight and this distraction and this craziness off my life. Yeah, that's awesome. It sucks for us because we both use it as a business tool. So right. like, we're like using it and then we get distracted and we're like, dang it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so, why. I, I mean, it's easier <laughs> for people that don't use it for a business tool. Sure, <laughs> Much- sure, of course. I mean, and, and like a lot of people say to me, <clears throat> Brendan, you have 90,000 Instagram followers and you make money on Instagram. How do you not have it? And I, I have someone on my team in my business who runs the account for me. I have online tools like Planoly that post automatically. So you don't have to have it. And, and, and I just found that like saying I have to have it was an excuse for me. So I love what you said about the social media cleanse, because I think also uh, women or men who struggle with body image, again, seeing those pictures, the sexualization, the, the perfectionism, that man right. saying you to you at a beauty pageant. Like I actually, when I was in law school, I was in a relationship with a woman who participated in these types of events. And she was like so skinny and she was like, oh, yeah, for this competition, I need to lose, like, 15 pounds. I was like, where is that even going to come from? Like, like, where are you getting 15 pounds? Like, nothing, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and that was, I, I saw that she struggled a little bit with her self-acceptance and um, made me sad. So, anyway, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, so, we talked about kind of your evening routine and, and all these yeah. different things. Um, what do you, what else, like when, when you work with people, because you, you coach people and work with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so what does that process look like when someone comes to you and says, Rachel, can you help me? Like, where, where does that go? 
So um, as far as personal coaching, I do get a kind of like a wide range of things, but mostly it is self-love and that's where it stems from. Right. And um, so what I work on, as I mentioned before, the first step is really releasing. If they feel there's a lot of, usually there's a lot of spiritual subconscious thoughts that need to be released in their minds. And um, we do that through a couple of various, um, depending on what I feel like they mean to release that. So um, an example would be, um, um, it's like expressive writing. So you just, something that happened in your life that uh, you feel has impacted you, you write about it and you don't stop writing. You don't correct yourself. You're not like, oh, I messed up here. I got to rewrite. You just keep writing, writing, writing until you feel like it's been released. And I mean, that could be thousands of words, but you just keep writing about like, you could just start cursing. I mean, you know, it's like whatever you feel like you want to write, you keep writing and writing, writing. And it, it allows you to see and go back and see why you still have these thoughts or, or what's coming up or why does it keep coming up? And it, it will keep showing you in, in your writing. Somehow it will keep showing you. And then from there, you're able to release it by keep writing it. Right. So that's one of the ways. Um, so the first thing is, like I said, so you're just like releasing everything. And then the second thing is to start really working on yourself. So in order to do so, things like affirmations, usually when people, um, they understand what affirmations are, but not to the extent like the mirror work, like you were explaining, like I try and explain them how to do that. Um, usually we'll work on just like their inner self, like what makes them who they are, not what other people, what, what other people think they are or anything like that. So we'll do something like journaling or um, I love yoga. Like I focus on specific yoga things um, geared towards whatever they want to. Cause like there's like specific ones for self-love poses like that. And, um, and then let's see. When, so, when you're talk, so when you're talking about one thing that's come up a bunch of times today is the mind and our subconscious thought. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I've noticed in, in my own personal development and, and working with other people that I coach that we have this voice in our head or, mm -hmm. and, and we have these minds that, you know, we used to have to protect us from saber tooth tigers and from dying. And, you right. know, and, and now I find that most of my thought is unnecessary and it's, mm. it triggers anxiety. And I've read books like by Eckhart Tolle, for example, and I was just curious. What has been your experience in terms of learning more about your mind and, and thoughts and the subconscious and, and how do you, and how has that process been for you and any advice on, on either how to observe it better, how to change the thoughts and manage that? Okay. So, um, a lot of ways that I do it where I don't even have to think about my thoughts. Cause sometimes it's a little bit too hard. Like some days, like you're really, like really low and you're like, I don't even want to focus on it. I just want to sleep. Um, so I do Kundalini for those days and that's the type of yoga that I was explaining. And, um, my teacher actually focuses on specific things to work out your subconscious mind and without you even trying, I mean, all you do is you go to the class, but you don't have to like focus on what exactly your mind needs to work on. It just does it for yourself based off of the energy that you change in your body. Right. So I do that and that's usually an hour and 30 minutes. Um, and then another way that I do is I just completely stop my thoughts. I um, focus on, I either focus on something else or I will change it to positive affirmation. So like what I was saying before, like I will like, like, okay, this is negative. I need to start focusing on positive things and I'll start just readjusting my thoughts and like saying it consistently until I feel that it's changed. And then I also um, focus on things that I can touch or talk, um, see or like, so instead of that way, it makes you um, more present. So like, um, I'll say five things that I can smell, five things I can hear, five things I can touch. And it really allows you to, and I'll start wiggling my hands or something. So it really allows you to become more present and, and, and kind of stops those negative thoughts that are not necessary or not you. I like that a lot. I've, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of stuff like that. Like you walk into a room and you, you pick out three things and you, you know, it gets you grounded and present. Yeah. So, yes. so, so what do you do? You, you 
you say, let me listen for five things? Like, Right. I, um, well, I first start with like feeling because I feel like yeah. touch is like the easiest thing to focus on. So I'll start just like touching things. I'm like, okay, this is how my, my <laughs> shirt feels or this is how my face feels. Or, and then so I'll focus on those things and um, I will wiggle, specifically wiggle my feet during this time. I can't remember the exact reason why, but <laughs> it helps you focus better when you wiggle your feet. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just do one of those things, trust me. <laughs> My friends are going to be like, then, Brendan, uh, why are you wiggling your feet so much at dinner? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm getting present, guys. I'm wearing tennis shoes. No one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so then I'll do five. I kind of go five, four, three, two, one. So mm -hmm. then I'll do feeling. I'll do all the senses. So uh, touch. And then usually what I can hear since you can um, hear the most amount of things. And then um, sight, and then smell, and then taste. Taste is usually like last because you're not, unless you're eating something. I mean, you can just focus on your saliva. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's usually what I do. It's 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 nice because it helps you focus and become present instead of focusing on those negative thoughts that usually become anxiety or worry or panic attacks. Right, right. That's powerful. I was going to also ask you, like, what does your life look like in terms of the people that you spend time with, whether it's a relationship, your friends, your family? I've noticed that in my life, cultivating perhaps a slightly different group of people and spending more time with people who are more aligned with this type of stuff has helped me a lot. I'm curious, what's that like in your life? Absolutely. So when I went through what I went through, um, you definitely see who your friends are and you see who your family is mm. because, um, you know, when you're sick, you, if they help you or not. And so through that, I kind of let a lot of people go. And then um, through my process, I realized that I don't need these people in my life, even family. So I didn't necessarily like tell my family I'm never seeing them again, but certain people in my family, um, like my father, I just, I make it so I, like I moved. That was like my biggest thing as I moved away from home. And um, I separated myself from him. And that was like one of my biggest healing starts of my healing journey was by separating myself from him. Mm -hmm. And um, so I see him like maybe every one to two weeks. Um, so that's been like really helpful for me. Um, so I like Reiki and yoga and this whole spiritual side, which most people don't. So for me, like, it's really hard for me to find friends and I don't drink. So like <laughs> finding yeah. friends is like really hard for me. Um, so I don't, I have like a few select friends, like I can name like on my, my fingers, but I used to have, you know, many, many friends, but through this process, I let a lot of people go and they kind of became my acquaintances where I know them, but Right. I wouldn't hang out that's, with them. That's so normal though. Like that's exactly what I've experienced. And I have okay. a lot of good friends like this. Like, I, I just want to say like, you're doing everything right. Like that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, it's like, like, I mean, I'm doing it because it's good for me, but it's well, like, it, it's really hard finding like people that are similar to me. And like, totally. you know, when you change as a person, it's like you're up here and everyone else is down here. And it's hard to be friends with somebody like that. Yeah. Cause you, you've just changed this so much as a person that you're like, right trying to have a conversation with them and you just feel like you're talking literally like this, even though, you know, they're, they may not be that low. <laughs> like that's how you feel. And it's, it's very, it's, and it's easy to be like, what's wrong with me? I used to have a hundred friends. Now I only have three. Like, you know, yeah. And I, I, I don't care. I, I'm more than happy. I'd rather have two than 200. So 200 yeah. good ones. But yeah. Well, no, it's, it, but that's exactly right. It's like you, you make that list and you're like, wow, I have this deep, powerful, spiritual connection with these people and over time it's just going to inevitably build because I remember right. like when I my story is like I used to work on Wall Street so a lot of people doing drugs right. and gambling and getting prostitutes and I was like oh this is not what I want to do in my life yeah. and then and I had to say goodbye to a lot of friends and like I was like you know is this is this my fault like I'm lonely now and then you start to like ingratiate yourself in this world and I started going to like more yoga meetups and other meetups and personal development events. And you slowly start to meet people who are like, oh, I don't drink either. Like, you want to meet for tea? You're like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're just like yes, me. <laughs> yeah. Party at night. I go to bed at 10. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, just this Sunday, like my friend invited me to some event. And like, if you think back to my old Sundays, it would be like watching like three, three hour football games, getting drunk, betting on the games, like totally losing myself in the day. 
versus now, like having a good productive day, doing a bike ride, doing yoga. And then like my friend on Sunday was like, come with me to this event. I'm like, what is it? He's like, I'll send you the link on Facebook. And it's this thing. And it's like, I have no idea what it is. The description of the event is it's called play space. And we're supposed to like be free and hang out. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like this guy, yeah. my friend is like into personal growth. I trust you. And we go and we're like in this yoga studio with like 50 foot high ceilings and there's only 10 of us and I have no idea what to expect. And then we get into a circle and we all just like meditate for five minutes. And then the instructor's like, all right, we're going to play now. And she gives us these yoga mats rolled up really tightly. And we're doing like lightsaber sword fights with each other. And then like, yeah. we're just like running around and then we meditated. Then we did like a feeling share and we like shook out our anxiety. And I was just like, if you told me like six years ago when I was in a student tie on Wall Street that I'd be having like yoga mat lightsaber fights and like protecting my dog and I like oh barely drink and I do yoga and I meditate every day, I would have been like, you're crazy. But if you look at like the transformation that we've both gone through and see how happy we are and how true to ourselves we were being. Yeah. It's, but but I, I get your thing about like, because I've I had to distance myself from my family in a lot of ways and yeah. it's that's been challenging but also like the right thing to do yeah no it, it it's so true because like if they're not bettering you then why why be it you know yeah <laughs> but I feel like people believe because they're their your family that you need to stick with them and, and you yeah. need to fight things out and all that kind of stuff and it's not true you really you really can not necessarily say that I never want to I mean some people do that but maybe just distance yourself a lot more so that you don't have that constant negativity in your life. Totally. I, I mean, I, I always used to think that family and, and also like friends from like your young, like from your childhood, like mm -hmm. you always had to like be there for them no matter what, even if they like mistreated you. And then I said, why are we allowed to like, like, let's say you're in a relationship and like, let's say I'm dating a woman or you're dating a guy and they're just treating us so badly and they're constantly making us unhappy. Like society mm -hmm. says it's okay to break up with them. Right. But why can we not have distance or even some space from a family member or a friend who's creating similar like pain within us? Right. Exactly. No, it's so true. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I hijacked the hot seat. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. So, I like your story. That was cool. I want to do that. I want to have lifesavers. Yeah. <laughs> yoga mats <laughs> no it was really fun so tanya one of the women who runs it i actually spoke to her after the event she said she wants to do more of them i told her i would love to host one of these things so oh i'll keep you posted on that awesome. uh, but one thing i wanted to come back to was you've done all this amazing work on yourself your recovery your self-love you're coaching other people you must have read books or seen movies or done things along the way where you've learned and I'm curious, what have been the most impactful resources that maybe other listeners could check out for themselves? Sure. Number one, and one that really like sparked everything for me was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Mm. Um, her book teaches you, if you don't know about affirmations, she really teaches you more in depth about letting go and starting those affirmations and, and how to really get into it so that you do change your, your mind with it. And she on the back of the book, she tells you all the diseases, all the disorders, what they're linked to. Um, so your thought process that, or your subconscious mind that has caused it and how to change it. And um, that really changed it for me. And it's always spot on, always. Like um, for instance, um, gallbladder. So people that get their gallbladder taken out, it has to do with anger that's built up through their lifetime. And, um, when I read that, my dad, like two, two or three years before that, before, when I read this, it was like, oh my God, I was laughing in my head because he has like really bad anger, like the worst. And I was just like, that's exactly why he had to get it taken out. So that's how no cancer way. starts. That's how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. It's like, but that's how it is for everybody. Like, um, it's just crazy. I go on to everyone's story and he is always always spot on and um it and if you just change your mind by those affirmations she was able her story is she was able to she had cancer she had ovarian cancer i believe and she was able to with herself within six months completely be cancer free and she lived till she was 92 wow I've, yeah I've, I've so there's a woman named brandon bays who had a similar story she wrote the book called the journey 
There was mm-hmm. a guy, Tony Robbins, who had a brain tumor and he said he healed it himself. So this is, there are people who have done this. Yeah. It's so cool. It's really awesome. Wow. And so like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to tell you the second, the yeah. second book. Yeah. I tell you. Um, anatomy of the spirit it's by carolyn miss and um, it teaches you about your chakras which i haven't really talked too much about but um, Mm. your chakras are your energy centers i'm sure you know with yoga but they're your energy centers within your body and your spirit Um, and it teaches you what each um part of your chakras like what they mean and then um kind of like her stories and how she's seen people that have had areas kind of similar where She's had areas in those chakras and how they re, um, they correlate with the physical body and how to change them. So it's really awesome. I love it. I've read it like two times. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I don't, don't do that. That's awesome. I just wanted to quickly ask you um, if you're open to going into this with your father a little bit because my father actually had really uh, he had anger problems and. Uh, and I always was very like resentful towards him and my mother. And then I learned a lot about forgiveness and compassion. Right. And yes. I'm, I'm just curious, like if you could look at your father from a very compassionate and understanding place, like where, where did all of his pain from? Like, obviously it sounds like he did things and said things and hurt you and probably hurt a lot of other people right. in his life. Where mm-hmm. did that come from? Who did what to him or what did he experience that led him to be this way? Sure. And that's, then that's also why I forgive him as well is because I realized that it's, it, it isn't just something that comes out of nowhere. It did stem from a past that he doesn't understand how to release himself. Right. So when he was younger and like 16, his parents, um, his parents were like really bad. They would always fight like really, really not a good relationship and what should re- resemble as a relationship. And he came home one day and his dad had left him mm. and um, his mom didn't have a job. So, um, nor did she go to school. His dad provided all the money and he left. And, um, that obviously like stemmed a lot in his life and, um, he became completely poor. He ate a meal a day for like a year because the only meal he ate was at his, um, at his school that they provided him. And, um, his dad and him would get in like huge fights, like really bad anger. And one time they even went to jail because of it. So it was like, constantly like really really bad and I think he through that experience and through watching his parents and his like his mom is insane my grandma she's like a crazy lady so I think you know because you learn a lot from your parents you really do and if you don't know how to control that and learn from them not you know like learn what not to and what, yeah, to what do, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand like you there's certain things you don't do from your parents um right. So yeah, I think through that time, it kind of like built up um, a lot. And mm-hmm. I, I, he's never been diagnosed with it, but I think he has bipolar. So like he goes right. through spurts where he's really angry, like really angry. And then he goes through spurts where he's like, like a real dad, like you would want him in your life. Right. Really nice, funny. So you never know what you're going to get from him. Wow. Well, I just want to honor your strength for being able to deal with that and, and become yeah. who you are despite that, or maybe because of that, I think it's so impressive that what you've been able to do with that. Thank you. It's definitely, it's not easy. And that's what I always <laughs> tell people too. Like self-love is not easy. It's not yeah. something that like, it's not an overnight fix, but it's mm-hmm. totally worth it once you get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate this. This has been massively helpful for me. I'm sure for the listeners, um, before we wrap up and get into the, like, where can everyone find you? Cause I want to make sure everyone signs up for that self-love challenge and gets to your Instagram and everything. What would you, what would you say in sort of like parting wisdom? Like if you could leave my audience with like one sort of core message or takeaway, what would you give them? Ooh, I would tell them that self-love is the most important thing that you need to learn while being on this universe. Because when you are able to love yourself, you are unconditionally, not just love, like literally love yourself so much that you believe that you are just like the most important person in the world, then you are able to give that to others. You are able to realize who you are, the best self. You will always be healthy. You will never have to fear because fear will go away. You will never have to 
worry because you'll just know that you're in the right spot. You'll never have to have anxiety because you'll believe that you're always grounded and you're always in the right spot. And that all stems from self-love. Wow. That just made me feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think that's a really important point is the self-love obviously is transformative in how you feel and what your life is, but look at the impact that you can now have on other people. Yes. And that's what I believe I was meant to survive the two near death experiences in my life because I was, there was supposed to be something better out of it. And I think I'm, I think I'm accomplishing it so far. (laughs) You absolutely are. And and one of the things that I'm going to be grateful for tonight, I usually do a morning gratitude practice, but tonight I'll do an evening one for you is is gratitude that for you to survive and, and thrive and to come share your story. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And my gratitude will be talking to you and spreading the world <laughs> what my passion is. So Absolutely. You. Everyone needs to hear this. So where can everyone find you? Let's do the Instagram handle, but also the website, the email list, anything where people can find you. Sure. Um, if you just type in lovingthyself.net, it will pop up. And that is my blog, my website, um, where I hold my self-love challenge at. Um, it's, it's, you can click it. It's, it's one of the headings on there as well as the personal coaching that I have. Um, it's a one-on-one personal coaching that you get for one month. You pay per month and I, I work with you for a full month. And then um, I have an Instagram and that's forever loving thyself or at forever loving thyself. And then um, my Facebook is a Facebook group and you can usually see it within my post or even when you go first to the blog, uh, the blog, it pops up on the top as a header and you can click to that. And that's a private Facebook group where it's a support group and we all lift each other up. We talk about things that it may be something is hard for you. And we have a thing called mental health Mondays and I share a mental health tip that you guys can work on. Um, as well as uh, live videos every week. So if you enjoy this podcast, you might enjoy my videos. Yeah. Um, And then I have a a Pinterest as well. If you like, if you're into Pinterest, um, it's just uh, Rachel Strever, my name together. And I believe that is it. Oh, and I have an anxiety book too. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. Oh, I conquered anxiety for a full year, um, within a year, I mean. And um, it, it tells you all, all about it and how to conquer it as well. Um, I can guarantee you, if you believe you've tried everything, you haven't. So, <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, while you were giving that whole thing, I, was jo- I just requested to join your private Facebook group, and I was checking Aww. out your blog. So everyone, make sure that you get onto lovingthyself.net and on Instagram, foreverlovingthyself. 17k that's awesome and i just want to say my favorite funny post on your instagram is the one where it says some days i amaze myself other days i put my keys in the fridge (laughs) yeah no like it's literally me (laughs) i i may seem like i'm perfect on here now but i am not i I don't always have my stuff together (laughs) well today you amazed us and i really appreciate you coming on rachel thanks again and i'll talk to you soon all right